Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So is this how we're going to start every morning? What do you mean? Is it? We've been starting the morning like this for a while now. Why did you automatically go to guilt? I was talking about the weather. Oh! Whoa! What do you mean? You went to guilt. All right, we're going to talk about that later. No, I'm the storms. The yeah. storms have been, that's two mornings in a row where some crazy stuff happened. Little wind and rain? No, not a little wind and rain. It was insane. It was insane. Mm. No, that was insane. Mm. Hey, look, I actually got so freaked out that I put together a list of what happened at what time. Because this morning? This morning, because first off, I was awake because it started at 3.30. So I woke up at 3.30. Mm-hmm. Everything looked fine. You know, I've got windows. I've got a pretty high view so I can see very far in my apartment. And everything looked fine. Turn on the TV and there is a warning from KCTV5 just blinking in red. What kind of warning? The one that says the huge storm oh. is making its way over here. So I look outside and I was like, Mm-mm, you're wrong. <laughs> Sorry, KCTV5. You are wrong. There's nothing coming out. So what did you do? Three, that was at 3.30. Mm-hmm. 3.30. 35 this morning. Five minutes later. That's it. A line of clouds. A line. And they moved so fast. Mm-hmm. Not yep. scary? Okay, fine. A giant line of clouds. Then, five minutes later, the wind came in, and you could hear the storm, like, you know, like, when it got over me. Yeah, you when, could the, when the clouds the come, that's when the wind rolls in, like, every other Storm that goes by. No, this one was different. I'm telling you. The, the line of clouds came in. It was freaky. And then the wind sounded like a train. I've never heard a storm come in. You know, you you feel it. You kind of see it. But I don't, I'd never heard one, like, pull up like they were a friend that's annoyed with picking you up. And honking for you to get there. That's what the storm was like this morning eh, at 3.30. A little exaggerating. At 3.45, I looked, and the wind was blowing so hard that everything downtown was sideways. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, yes, you it was. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The flags and stuff were just, like, sideways. It's ridiculous. Then, at 4 a.m. this morning, <sighs> lightning. But it wasn't like that normal neon white lightning. It was it, a different color? It was like an Edison light colored flash. What does that mean? Like a more antique, <laughs> I guess. Like a kind warmer, of light. more yellow than a blue light? Yes. Okay. That's what the lightning was like. I've never seen that colored lightning before. 
It's always it's just because it was dark and it changed the. No, I mean, the there were hue. also also huge cl- flashes of the neon white light. And then, 4.04 in the morning, the thunder was like God was bowling and really doing well. <laughs> and just throwing the ball one after another after another. The, the thunder and lightning was crazy. It made the, the car alarms downtown go off. Like, that no. was a crazy storm. I've seen a lot of crazy weather. This is just a standard thunderstorm. We'll get these about once, twice a week. I was here last year. I, I understand that. But this was crazy. This was, will you check and see? Well, according to the Weather Service, there was confirmed EF0 tornadoes in Jackson County. EF0. That's the weakest, smallest tornadoes you can get. (laughs) That was weak? Jordan Silver and Friends. 6 to 9 on 96.5 The Buzz. Chris, you finally saw for the first time since February the old lady that you drive around. Yeah, she had to get her nails did. <laughs> did. And how was it? How was she? She was great. She says she hates the masks okay. and she's ready to get out of that nursing home filled with old people. Oh, 94 years old. Mm-hmm. And she thinks that people are older than her. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But uh, that's not the only thing that you did yesterday. No, after, of course, I had to, while, while she was getting her nails done, I. Uh, Went to a thrift store because I need to fill the time. And I found some amazing things because during the quarantine, people have been donating the stuff they've been cleaning around their house. I can't believe how good your memory is. It's like a bank vault. I have been looking for one of those old phones that you put up on the wall, the ones that they had a hundred something years mm-hmm. ago. Is there a specific name for them? Probably. It's before the candlestick. It's the actual where the, it rings and it's the big wooden box on the wall. Yeah, exactly. I don't know the name of it either, but but I've been looking for one of those because I feel like it would fit my decor in my apartment perfectly. Mm-hmm. You're always out. Always looking. Always trying to find the, the best deal. And yesterday... Oh, I found one. What? I found one for you, and it was beautiful. It still had the inner workings. It was beautiful. It still rang. Yeah. It still had the original wires. Right. Mm. What? It, well, I found something out about it, but we'll get there. You decided not to buy it. We decided not to buy it. It was a little expensive. It was in the vintage section, so it didn't account uh, mm-hmm. qualify for any sales. They were asking $200 for it. See, that's the thing, Chris. Hmm. They were not asking $200 for it. What do you mean? You told me the price is $200 for this antique phone that I want. Because that's what it was. Thing is, I zoomed up on the picture that you took of it, and mm-hmm. I could see the price tag, and it said $100. So why why'd you tell me it was two? Do you think I'm going to find things for you for free? That was a finder's fee, a hundred dollar finder fee that you built into the price of the antique this phone. This is a one of a kind antique vintage phone that is very valuable. You were at Savers in Overland Park. I can go to Savers in Overland Park. The finder's fee, the gas from where I live to uh, to Savers at Overland Park, not worth a hundred dollars, Chris. I did not know that we were there. I didn't know we were there. Well, I have to support my daughter somehow. Oh, don't don't make me feel bad like that. Music, world, local, and unofficial holidays. We're digging deep into history. Because we're all a bunch of nerds. And bringing you on This Day in History with Jordan Silver and Friends. 
June 5. We made it to Friday. Congratulations. Finally. Thank you. Congratulations to you as well, Jordan. It has been a long week, it feels like. Yeah, it has. But Ready for the weekend. Exactly. What happened on this day, June 5th, in history, Chris? Well, on this day in 2018, the Miss America pageant announced they are no longer having the swimsuit competition. All right. Yeah, they're now going to have... Uh, instead, they're going to ask what their dreams and goals are. They could get rid of the beauty pageant altogether. Turn it into like a good person pageant. Ooh. By the way, I know that you know this. I <laughs> was on season one finale of Here Comes Honey Boo Boo, which is a child's <laughs> yeah. beauty pageant. Mm-hmm. Weirdest thing I've ever seen. A baby. Hmm. From the zero to one year category, one best hair, and no, the baby didn't no, have any hair. I'm telling no, you, children's beauty pageants, no, weird. No. Well, on this thing in 1998, you were lining up to see this movie. 30 years ago, the Omnicam Corporation created the ultimate reality-based television experience, The Truman Show. Good morning. Morning. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. That's the movie that I was telling you about, that there really is an anxiety disorder named after it. How? It's called what? The Truman... That ridiculous. It's called The Truman Show Delusion, and after people watched that movie, they started getting paranoid that they're in a movie, that their lives are being taped like some reality show. And that doesn't sound completely ridiculous, that you go to a movie about someone in a movie, and then all of a sudden you think you're in that movie? You sound so angry right now. It just seems ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. What if I were to tell you that it's based on paranoia? And it's based on the fact that people who watched that movie started wondering if they were even in charge of their own decisions or that they're happening to them. Because of other reasons. It's one of those things where you have to have the kind of brain where you can knock down the third wall and see things for what colors they are Mm -hmm. as opposed to just black and white. Honestly, it comes from an anxiety disorder. Like, anxiety disorders aren't fun and funny and you can't just turn them off. They come from some kind of stress or trauma and that's never funny to laugh at. Oh, so it's not essentially they think they're in a movie. It's just that they aren't in control. Ish. And these. Yes, but I am like. <laughs> the first way that you described that was so ignorant. <laughs> I want to vomit right now. The moment you heard the Truman Show delusion, the first place that you went was that people who have it think that they're so important that there's a reality show being filmed about them. But it's not about that. It all comes from trauma, which is never funny. Okay. Well, I definitely don't want to mock or criticize that because mental health is very important. I'll look into that more. On this day in 1995 premiering on MTV Right here we have 50 single women Right here we have 50 single guys 100 love starved people looking for a taste of romance on MTV Singled out Jenny McCarthy I loved that show I was 9 years old when that premiered I I remembered loving Jenny McCarthy because besides the fact that she was beautiful, she was so funny. Mm-hmm. She would do anything for a laugh. You remember that Rolling Stone cover where she's on the toilet? <laughs> that was her Rolling Stone cover. <laughs> Jenny McCarthy on the toilet. Love it. Mm, singled out. Wow. That brings back memories. 1995. Sure does. On this day in 1984, reaching number one on the charts. If you fall- 
Cindy Lauper's She's So Unusual was my first record. Was it? Mm-hmm. My first musical thing that I owned. Hmm. My parents bought it for me when I was not old enough to buy it myself and just played it on the record player. It was a, a record record? Yeah, because this was back in the 80s. You know they had cassettes and 8-tracks, right? Mm, 8-tracks? Now you're even <laughs> outdating me with that. On this day in 1988, Kay Cotty becomes the first woman... But the first woman to circle the globe on a sailboat. What? Jordan, uh, have here's her speaking about what she wanted to do, and I have to ask you, Jordan, have you ever had this much ambition? What I'm aiming for is to be the first woman to sail single-handed, non-stop around the world. I have I have a lot of ambition. I always have, but no, not that much. <laughs> wow, I want to sail a sailboat around the world. Single-handedly. I don't even want to drive to Lawrence. I hate traveling. <laughs> this woman, wow, she must have had, hopefully, good music for that. Very boring. And when she arrived in Australia, when she uh, her final destination, her girlfriend welcomed her, and there were hundreds of thousands of people there, and she's like, why are all these people here? And her girlfriend said, they're here for you, you idiot. <laughs> Long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> you idiot. It's your birthday party, stupid. On this day in 1981, doctors discover the first recognized case of AIDS. And here's the doctor talking about the discovery. We have a disease here, which is new, which was not here a decade ago. And we have no cure. And worse than that is that the mortality rate is really astronomical. Lost a lot of good people to that. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. On this day in 1968, Senator Robert Kennedy is assassinated. The audio that I have is the moment after he was shot. It is possible he has not only Senator Kennedy. Oh, my God. Senator Kennedy has been shot. I am right here. Rayford Johnson has a hold of a man who apparently has fired the shot. Sirhan Sirhan. The person who was the assassinator? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I lived in Los Angeles, I realized that that happened in L.A., and I tried to find the hotel in which it happened, but they tore it down. Hmm. Like, recently after that, or...? It was actually a, a long time after. Oh. Uh, it was... Inter- it's, just, it's just crazy to be in the same place where historical events happen, you know? Well, it's one of my favorite things to do on vacation is to go find those places. And just stand in the yes. moment where... I mean, that's tragic, horrible, horrible history, but it's it's moving. Mm-hmm. And to go like, the famous people's houses or mansions, I think their hands opened this doorknob. Except for the Margaret Mitchell house in Atlanta, like I told you a while ago. They make it seem like Margaret Mitchell lived there, and all the stuff in there is Margaret Mitchell's, but it's not. It's all what they thought that she would have. I know, it's the biggest ripoff in the world. Biggest ripoff in the world is the Margaret Mitchell house in Atlanta, Georgia. I have a Yelp review that is very angry (laughs) and calling them out on Yelp about the Margaret Mitchell house in Atlanta, Georgia. She was the woman that wrote Gone with the Wind. That's disappointing. I know! And it's expensive, too. It's like 50 bucks. What? I know! I'm like, is this the bed that she slept in? No, no, this is what we think that it would have been like. It was 50 bucks for the Hearst Castle in California, and that's where he actually lived. (sighs) History. Anyways, on this day in 1920, the first rivet was driven on the Bank of Italy building in San Francisco, which is now Bank of America. I just get chills every time I think of my own bank. 
Ooh. Why? What do you mean, why? <laughs> Late fees. Oh. Uh, yeah. Overdraft fees. Uh, they Banking's made... The banking industry has made billions of dollars off of overdraft fees. Mm-hmm. Just siphoning the money from the working class. Why can't you just decline the card? Why can't you right. just decline the card? All right, guess what? I don't have it. Don't let me <laughs> buy this then. I'm totally fine with a little bit of embarrassment than a $35 fee. I saw a TikTok video yesterday, and it said, me at the register pretending to call the bank because my card got declined, and I know I don't have any money, but I don't want to look stupid right now. There's got to be a reason for this. Mm-hmm. On this day in 1917, 10 million American men begin registering for the draft in World War One. Every American between the ages of 21 and 30 registered for the first U.S. draft since the Civil War. For more than 14 hours straight, officials drew numbers to determine the order in which the men were to be called to the colors. How would you like that job? Of the call for 14 hours doing the lottery. I'd rather do that than go to war. True. I am not brave enough for that. Our military, I thank you. I... I'm not brave enough for that. I'm such such a scaredy pants. Mm-hmm. And they face that every day. Mm-hmm. On this day in 1876, bananas appeared at the World's Fair in Philadelphia. This was the first time. What? I'm... Wait, <laughs> hold on. One what? more time for the people in the back. On this day in 1876, bananas appeared at the World's Fair in Philadelphia. Because prior to that... Bananas were an exotic fruit that nobody around here really knew about. That's crazy to right? think that bananas weren't just always here. Yeah, and they and it was such a delicacy they ate it with a knife and fork. So, using that logic, are you saying that pizza is a delicacy when you eat pizza with a knife and fork? Oh, uh, yes, I am. Okay. Hmm. Get into that logic. All right, unofficial holidays today, please. Donut Day. Pretty self-explanatory. Celebrating all the wonderful breakfast donuts and the donut holes that are available. That's right. Don't you waste that middle. Uh Uh-uh. Turn that into a donut (laughs) hole. (laughs) And it is. We talked about the doctors discovering the first recognized case of AIDS. So now it is the HIV Long-Term Survivors Day. Yes. People have made it a long way. Medicine has made it a very long way. Mm -hmm. Just a couple decades. And finally, it is Hot Air Balloon Day. Have you ever been in a hot air balloon, Jordan? Hell no! I've jumped out of an airplane. I'll do that 20 times over being in a hot air balloon. What's Have the... you? Yes. but In real life? In real life. Okay. But there's a little asterisk to that story. Did it not leave the ground? It left the ground, mm. but there was a little group of us that we were all going to go enjoy this hot air balloon. So like, oh, this is going to be amazing. We get up 100 yards into the air. And then we start descending. That's fine. And then they get to the next person. Okay, that's I fine. I had a 25-second hot air balloon, and we didn't even get that high. I'm very disappointed. Get on an airplane. Or buy your own. Sew your own. Sew your own. Do you know how big a hot air balloon is? No, because I refuse, because that's so scary. Why? Because the wind could take you to Oz. Jordan Silver and Friends News on 96.5 The Buzz. All right, Chris, tell us what's going on, what to look forward to, what is happening now. Got some music this Saturday. The Buzz is hosting the Nebraska Furniture Mart Drive-In Concert 
featuring Wonder Fuzz, a local band. It'll be at the Nebraska Furniture Mart at the Legends Shopping Complex from 5 to 7.30 this Saturday. It's the first kind of be in person kind of concert as we start to push our way back into yeah. things maybe starting to happen, but still doing social distancing and everything. And Machine Gun Kelly and Travis Barker have unleashed a cover of Rage Against the Machine's protest anthem. Mm. Here is a clip of that. I love that song. I put that on my story this weekend. Mm -hmm. Picture with the burning flag in uh, Minneapolis because it was just... That is a perfect song for how America feels right now. Absolutely. So angry. It's great. Sadly, as Machine Gun Kelly writes, they wrote this song in 1992. It's been 28 years since and every word still applies. Mm -hmm. Download that one. All right, what else is going on in the news? Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas announced sweeping changes into how KCPD investigates itself. They're going to create a process where an outside agency will investigate use of force complaints and officer-involved shootings. And Mayor Lucas said this is about how we can modernize policing and build trust between the police and our communities. Little steps. Little steps. Cool. And what else? Some sports news now. Wish we had Dustin here. The NBA's Board of Governors have voted to approve the restart of this uh, season's basketball. Okay. After shutting it down because a Utah Jazz player tested positive and touched all the mics. Yep. The plan includes the 22 teams that will play eight regular season Eight regular season games, all in Orlando, and no fans will be allowed at the games. Yeah. Is that the bad news? That was the bad news. Uh, I know. That's been how people have figured that it was going to happen. I just... how It's going to be silent. How are these athletes <laughs> going to perform without people screaming horrible obscenities at them? When you're in a theater, the audience is a major factor in the feeling of the room. So when you don't have that... I feel like these players are going to fly, honestly, without somebody being like, you suck, go home, you're the worst. That's interesting. Hmm. Some more sports. Okay. Major League Soccer yesterday lifted its ban on team training and sport in Kansas City. Says it plans to begin training next week. They say players must use personal protective equipment when using the training rooms. Where are you going with that? Why are you making that face? Exercising with a mask on? Oh, yeah. Maybe they mean just cleaning off your machines and everything. Nope. And they also must wear it from their car to the gym. Okay, you win. Jordan Silver on 96.5. The buzz. My gym has reopened, mm-hmm. and it used to be 24 hours. So it's not anymore. To, right. Really. Right. Yeah, it's, it opens at 5 a.m. I love to swim before I come to work. Mm-hmm. When they were open 24 hours, I could do that. But now that they open at 5, that's physically impossible before the show starts. So I tried to get a hold of them, called a couple times to talk to someone and ask them if in the future they're going to be opening back up for 24 hours. Okay. Couldn't get through to someone, couldn't get through. And so I left a voicemail. Leave a voicemail. We'll call you back tomorrow at some point. So I leave a voicemail and it's like, hey, exactly my problem. Wondering if you guys are going to be opening 24 hours again because I'd like to go to the gym at about three o'clock in the morning and give me a call back. Here's my phone number and name. Got a phone call back yesterday. I missed it. And the person says, hi, yeah, this is so and so from your gym. And I'm just calling back to 
uh, give you some information. I would be happy to answer your question if you just give me a call back. My name is... I know! (laughs) Jordan Silver and Friends on the bus. What do you mean you can't find anything on her? I've looked everywhere. I've exhausted every possible outlet source. It is not there right now. People can find anything on the internet. You found out who I sat next to in Latin class for crying out loud. You can't find the name of this woman about a video that is trending on Twitter right now? Hopefully it'll appear as the days goes by and it gets more popular, but as of right now, it is not available. I cannot find any information on this woman, where she's from, at all. But I want to give her a record contract. I want to sign Uh, her to my brand new record label that I came up with this morning when I clicked the video that said mm -hmm. you about to lose your job. Jordan Silver and Friends. I am awful under stress. I forget what I'm supposed to say. I know it's great for somebody who's a radio DJ. I cannot think. I mean, it's called fight or flight Mm -hmm. for a reason. Your body goes through this panic where it's like, are we going to run or are we going to fight for what we're doing? And we're seeing a lot of that happening with the protests that are going on. There's a video on Twitter that is trending now, and it's the hashtag you about to lose your job. (laughs) Exactly like that. So I had Chris try to find any information on this woman because I looked for about an hour this morning, couldn't find anything. Still couldn't find anything. Don't know where the protest was. This video was shot. Yeah, when the all the information I found, it said somewhere USA with an unsourced video. All right, so nobody knows who this person is yet, and we need to figure it out because I am going to sign her. To your non-existent record label? I'm going to create a record label. Here's the thing. She has so much musical talent, and under stress, under stress, <laughs> under the stress of being arrested... She comes up with this incredibly clever acapella song, basically. Take a listen to the audio. Why are you detaining me? You about to lose your job. You about to lose your job. Get this dance. You about to lose this your dance. job because you are <laughs> detaining me for nothing. And you're detaining it's me like you can hear the beat, for nothing. You know? And you about to lose your job. You ain't even got no job. Because you're trying to flips it around. I job. love her. I'm signing you're about her. To lose your job. I'm gonna find you're about her. To lose your job. Is this worth you losing your job? People are doing their own remixes mm. of that because it's, it's perfectly in time too. I've taken this audio and put it to music and put it to a metronome, and it's in time. The fact that she basically is just going. You about to lose your job because you are detaining me for nothing. <laughs> I wanted to make a really quick. Billie Eilish-esque remix of this song. All right. You want to hear it? Yes. You about to lose your job. (laughs) You about to lose your job. Get this dance. You about to lose your job because you are detaining me for nothing. And you're detaining me for nothing. And you about to lose your job. You ain't even got no job because you tried. You about to lose your job. You about to lose your job. You about to lose your job. Is this worth you losing your job? I cannot handle this snowflake. Jordan Silver and Friends News on 96.5 The Buzz. I know right in this spot I usually recap your news from the 7 o'clock, but I just got confirmation that we are going to have our 
community activist, the one that I was really excited about mm-hmm. yesterday. They just confirmed, and I'll talk all about who that is and why awesome. they're coming on the show in just a little bit. But can you recap the 7 o'clock news for everyone? Uh, sure, let me try. All right, this Saturday we've got the Wonder Fuzz Drive-In Concert at Nebraska Furniture Mart. Mm-hmm. Machine Gun Kelly and Travis Barker covered Rage Against the Machines, Killing in the Name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mayor Lucas announced sweeping changes to the Kansas City Police Department. NBA is resuming their season without fans in the uh, arenas. And then Sporting Kansas City will also begin training as well. All right. You're really earning your paycheck today. Mm. I apologize. What is going on in the news? What are you presenting us with (laughs) now, Chris? Well, after canceling the 2020 Big Slick event due to the corona, Kansas City's hometown celebrities will instead host an online fundraising campaign to raise money for Children's Mercy. It is called Big Slick at Home, which kicks off today. The online campaign will run through June 14th, and everyone who donates at least 50 bucks will receive a Big Slick at Home t-shirt. Nice. That's great. What else is going on? And this weekend, the Boulevard Drive-In reopens. But since no movies are premiering from Hollywood, mm-hmm. they'll be playing some classic like The Goonies, <gasps> Big Lebowski, and Grease, which plays tonight at 9.15 $10 per person, cash only. Uh, the owner, Wes Neal, is 92 years old Whoa. and started working at the drive, drive-in in 1954. He's almost as old as Miss B. Yeah. But, like, right there. At the years where it doesn't even Man. matter anymore. Wow. That sounds like something to actually do right. today. Interesting. All right, mm-hmm. what else? The Kansas City Fire Department chief is apologizing for a tweet that was posted last night and was quickly taken down. They used the hashtag... All Lives Matter. Are you kidding me? Is uh, disrespectful to the Black Lives Matter movement because it doesn't acknowledge a problem exists. That's exactly why we're using the hashtag Black Lives Matter. It's not putting anyone above anyone. It's just pointing out that this stuff is still going on. Black Lives Matter. Oh my God! It's not KCPD or KC Fire Department. Okay. Now they took it. Oh, God. All right. What else? It's been announced that the Kansas Speedway will host five NASCAR races in July. The series will kick off Thursday, July 23rd at 630 with the NASCAR Cup Series Kansas 400. And as of yesterday, fans will not be allowed in the stands. Ah, I see. I was about to say, what is worse? (laughs) Getting coronavirus or all the nasty exhaust and stuff you breathe in when you go see a race show? That's a good question. Right. Mm. All right. What else is going on? The future of lawn care might be here. If you don't like to mow your yard and if you don't like to pay people to mow your yard, there's a new solution. There's a Roomba for your lawn called the Landroid. Shut up. It's cost $1,000 and you can set it. And forget it. There's a Roomba that cuts your grass. As someone who hates lawn care, I want to. I definitely want to save up for this. Is it big? It's like the size of a. A little bit larger than a regular Roomba. Yeah. I have one, and that thing takes a long time. But you never have to do it yourself. I know. I always feel so bad when Roomba is cleaning. <laughs> You're just watching. It. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Silver and friends on the bus. I am so excited that we're going to have, she says that she is more of an experience than a queen. Oh. And after watching her perform on Daisy Bouquet's 
driving Miss Daisy on Tuesday. And when Miss Moulton Decadence started talking about the movement, my heart ached because of the poetic way that she was speaking about the movement. I just want people to hear what she has to say. Hashtag Jordan Silver and Friends on the bus. And we're joined on the phone by local drag queen slash experience, Molten Decadence. Hi. Good morning, Jordan. How are you? Oh, I'm fabulous. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for waking up at this early, early hour. Are you a night person or? I am a little bit of both. I am wherever I need to be at the time requested because mama likes what? A check. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So I met you virtually with uh, Daisy Bouquet's event, Driving Miss Daisy. She had you in the car and you guys had a conversation about, you know, just what was going on with the movement and everything. And I, the way that you spoke, it, it moved me so much. With all the directions that are out there right now, how does someone know what's right to do and what's wrong to do? Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's such a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, and as everyone kind of tries to find their footing and figure out what the best course of action is for them, mm-hmm. I think it's important to remember that the only correct answer is action. Mm-hmm. Uh, once the people take it to the street, however you feel about the motivations behind that action, however you feel about the results of that action, once the people are already in the streets, we have to give up our personal opinions about what's happening and address the fact that people are in the streets. Um, and so whether that it means joining them, supporting people that are on the front lines, providing resources if you're able to do so, uh, finding whatever your ability and its place is in that, I think is important. Um, and I know that some people will still have a lot of feelings one way or the other, uh, but we have to remember that the, the time for sensitive feelings on the topic already passed. Uh, what we're seeing, destruction of communities, increased police brutality, and just in general seeing an overall sense of community engagement, I think we have to do something. I think as long as someone is doing something that makes them feel involved, then they're doing the right thing. When you say that the sensitive time has passed, it kind of leads me to another question. Is it possible to remain PC right now can we throw that out of the window? Like, I don't want to refer to you, and I haven't so far, uh, as a black drag queen. But I would like to use person of color. But if I do that, it kind of takes, I don't, I don't know, I just, what do I do in this situation? I think the language that we have to use has held so much power. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in any other conversation, I would always say that, you know, choosing a PC term is always a good place to go if you're just feeling some general um, discomfort Mm -hmm. around the language. Mm -hmm. However, right now, I think it's important that we have to make sure that we're using the same language. And even though all people of color from our Latinx community to our mixed communities, to every single community of color is being impacted right now. But specifically right now, at this time in our history, we're really standing in the gap for our black and African-American citizens. Uh, they're taking a disproportionate impact of violent crimes as perpetuated by law enforcement. And I think we have to be able to use that language and be very critical in how we choose PC terms. And I think right now for people that might 
feel uncomfortable using the word black to describe the people. I think it's a great time for folks to think about why they're uncomfortable with that language and then looking at how their own discomfort might be feeding into some of those systems that are perpetuating the oppression against black folks in general at this time right now. Yeah, I have goosebumps from that answer. So I have, uh, unfortunately, some very right-wing members of my family, and now even they are like, you're right, this is wrong. Why do you think that this time is different than any time before? I think that this time is different right now because everyone, for the first time in a very long time in our history, is being saturated with the same messages, the same visuals, the same news reports. Uh, because we're all stuck at home. Mm-hmm. And in any other opportunity you have, folks would have so many other distractions in their lives. They'd be, you know, out with friends or going to social engagements or at their place of employment. And because we're all at home right now, we're being forced to really take this time in COVID-19 to look critically at what our own lives are doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, using that time for self-reflection and growth. And while that's happening, we're also seeing this parallel dialogue that is highlighting, unfortunately, the increased police brutality and injustice that communities of color, and especially black folks, are experiencing right now. And as much as people like to add a filter or change the narrative of some of those stories, it's really difficult to do that now because everyone's seeing and hearing those messages it's really impossible to get on any major social media platform and not see the face of the people on the front lines, to not hear the stories of the unjustly murdered, and to not see what that impact is having on everyone within your social network, whether they be from the afflicted community or a bystander in general. And I think that those more conservative people, for the first time, are seeing people in their social networks, on their news feeds, on their Twitters, also being affected and being engaged in the conversation. And you can't, at this point, you can't be a neutral party. And I think that you either have to decide that you are a part of the problem or that you're fundamentally ready for change as well. And when we see those conservative people start making that shift to acknowledging that, you know what, some of the ideologies that I might have prescribed to before might not be working. Some of these things might be antiquated. Some of those feelings that I have might not be appropriate. And I think that that's when we see some of those real systematic changes start to take place. How do you feel about the media coverage right now? Is it accurate, or are there places that you feel like you can get more accurate news? Media coverage has been kind of all over the place, Mm -hmm. and it really depends on the filter that the news outlet is using. So we're seeing some news outlets like CNN that are trying to do a fairly good job at reporting uh, what's happening on the front lines from the people's perspective, and then you see other news outlets like Fox News, for instance, who is still being influenced you know, in large degrees by their um, political affiliations. But right now it's super interesting because so many people are are at home and stuck on the Internet that we're seeing other platforms like TikTok and Twitter and Instagram really being able to give a visual representation of what is actually happening on some of those frontline experiences from people. So I think we're getting a little bit of both right now, and especially for folks that are involved on Twitter and Instagram. 
because they're all driven by the artist behind the lens, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Those those images and visuals that we're seeing on the front line are very specific. So we're not just seeing an edited clip of what the protest might have looked like in, you know, Alabama or in Huntingville, Virginia or in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, we're seeing what the people in those individual communities are experiencing and seeing and feeling. And I think when you get a visual representation from all 50 states, from every community that you could imagine right now, I think it's possible that the media isn't able to capture the full gravity of our situation. And social media outlets right now are really giving people a picture that is specific to what their communities are looking like right now. Mm -hmm. And that's when we really start to see some big shifts in paradigms happen. Uh, Anytime there's an issue in our community, when it looks like our community, when it sounds like your community, uh, that's when it starts to make a difference for you. And I think sometimes when you turn onto the news, it's really easy to be desensitized to what you're seeing because those aren't your people. That's not your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. There's so many firsthand accounts that if you know if you are in any city in America right now, uh, and if there's a demonstration happening, you're going to see what it looks like in your own small community, from big cities to rural. And I think that those kind of images have an impact on people that's going to be long-lasting. And I hope that it's the kind of imagery that's going to serve as a catalyst for big system change down the road. So when you were in the car with Daisy, I heard you talk about how drag queens have been on the front line to support the movements. It feels kind of disingenuous to entertain at the moment you know when stuff is actually going on you know you could be using your time in other ways when you think about what drag brings into the community as a whole we provide uh, a fantasy escape from regular life for folks to engage in whether you know you're identifying as you know cisgender and heterosexual queer gay lesbian transgender whatever when you step into a drag show you're transported from whatever your reality is into what the queens have curated for you to be entertained by. And in times like this, we're seeing queens using those same platforms of entertainment to still provide a level of escapism for folks, but then also using those exact same platforms to radicalize those conversations around how we can be engaged with what we need to be doing. And in a lot of ways, using those same exact platforms to use as fundraising streams to provide frontline support, bailout options, additional support for people that are experiencing homelessness or displacement due to rights or just homelessness in general. And I think that drafting as a whole have always taken their role in our community as leaders to be able to do that very seriously. And right now, it's difficult to find a smile very very difficult. Mm-hmm. And when drag queens can still take that energy, that passion, that love that they have for the community and find a little bit of hope or joy to be able to spread and still make that message very crystal clear, I think that's a uniquely special gift that we have. Um, and it's different because I'm like, you know, if we get Beyonce on national news talking about Black Lives Matter, and spreading a message, we're going to see a different kind of impact. So when you see your local hometown queers 
getting up into makeup in 93-degree weather, mm-hmm, going out mm-hmm. to your public spaces, mm-hmm. chanting, riding, picketing, and all of their glittery sequin glory, those are people that you know. Those are folks that you love. Those are your cousins, your brothers, your uncles, your sisters. And when those people are still willing to get up into their gig to make sure that the movement has a voice, has language, has a tangible opportunity for folks to be engaged, I think it's our duty to make sure that we continue to do that. I've been so blessed and privileged to see that queens everywhere across the country are doing exactly that. And that's the kind of energy that I think that we need. I wish we had all the time in the world. Unfortunately, we don't. Um, And you've given us such great information. You do some hosting yourself. How could people find you and be able to follow you? Yeah, you can find me on all of your social media outlets at Molten Decadence. That's M-O-L-T-Y-N-D-E-C-A-D-E-N-E-E at Molten Decadence. And I do about three streams a week. Uh, Right now, the stream that I'm most excited about is a Monday night stream called Nice Flavors. I'm just really trying to shift some of the things that we see on social media uh, just to a more positive outlet. I think with so much negativity happening around us and to us that we just need an opportunity to just look at what some of the nice things are happening. So my nice flavor stream is an opportunity for us to look at the unique flavors that melanated folks bring to art, entertainment, and better healthy living. So I'm connecting my viewers with professionals within the community in different ways that are going to help impact their lives and different artists in the community so that they can share their experience um, as a person of color and how they're using their voice and their art to still continue us moving forward. And the conversations have been really beautiful. And as of all of the things that I'm doing online, I think that's the one that I'm the most proud of mm-hmm. because it's giving artists and professionals an opportunity to really engage their audience in a way that they might not have before. And I think the strongest tool we have right now in the face of oppression is our ability to connect and stay compassionate towards one another. I love how you speak. I do. I'm sitting here as a radio host, and I should be speaking as well, but just there's something about the way that you word things. It just it really is clear and kind of sit here and listen and let it kind of saturate into um, what I'm doing. So, yeah, I'm going to put links to all of uh, your your shows and things that you do, Molten Decadence, in our podcast notes as well. And would you please come back on the show? Oh, absolutely. You just send me a text anytime, and I'll be there. You got it. Thank you so much, Molten Decadence. Really appreciate it. <laughs> If you need your Jordan Silver and Friends fix during the weekend, check out Jordan's Instagram at J-O-R-D-I-N Silver. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.